0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. Here's a name you know, and you're going to get to know him a lot more. He's been all over MLW the last few years, and he faces Davari on March 31st at MLW's Never Say Never. We have a fellow Kentuckian on the air. We got Myron Reed. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Yo, thanks for having me man this is this is late i so, I always get so excited to see kentucky natives doing well in wrestling because for, for a while like when i was younger there wasn't a lot at all we had hillbilly jim that was about it <laughs> yeah and yeah man now we got myron reed and chuck taylor out there
2: yeah then ricochet too man yeah ricochet um, yeah um shit i mean it's really not a lot like i mean now yeah like you get larry he's killing it Yeah. Impact. um there's there's a lot more people than there was but and larry, sure.
0: larry d's yeah. integral to like the indie scene out here too like there there isn't much of one outside of ovw in kentucky without larry so i'm all i'm super glad to see you guys killing it everywhere you go and you're killing it in mlw right now I mentioned you got Davari coming up. Man, he showed back up after that WWE run, and that guy is yoked.
2: Dude, yoked. (laughs) And I'm like,
0: I don't like you, bro, but what the hell are you eating? (laughs) (laughs) So, we've seen a lot of things change over the past year, especially. And you've been with MLW well before that. How did the pandemic kind of affect you in that regard? Because I know that MLW took some time off, too.
2: Yeah, for us it just it just made everybody appreciate things more. Um everybody just wanted to work harder, especially, you know, you you take wrestling for granted until you can't do it for seven months and you're like, you know what, I right, that's all I wanna fucking do right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in it.
0: were you sidelined for that full duration? Like you didn't wrestle at all for about seven months, or did you take bookings like here and there?
2: Uh for me, uh the first like th- like two, three months, like Nobody was running shows, so like, kind of had to. Uh, after that, like, most people did take the time off, but like, as soon as I could get back out there, I was like, <laughs> so yeah, I was definitely taking, but, but I was being safe about it. I was being safe, you know, taking falling for stuff, but you know, like, I got to get back out there, man. That's what I love to do. This is, I don't know what the hell I am without wrestling. <laughs>
0: Well, I know MLW took it really seriously too. I had people messaging me. They're like, hey, our protocols are really good here. They got like somebody there to confer with information and a lot of testing. And, and I heard that basically you all do what you do and you, you go back and you wait until the next time you're needed on the air. What did that say to you that they, they took all those measures? Because quite frankly, there are a lot of other companies that did not take the measures that MLW did during that period.
2: No, man. Uh, MLW is dope. Uh like the last every time we've came in or well the last time it hasn't been you know it hasn't been many times since COVID uh last time we came in they like we you had to have a like negative COVID test going there uh everything was like super safe like no fans of course blah 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 then afterwards like the last day everyone had to get a COVID test like so like they're definitely like very serious about COVID and I'm glad they are because people got kids and shit at home you know
0: so. Yeah, and I mean that, that speaks very. It speaks an awful lot of how. I mean, they could have gotten away with not doing it because so many other companies weren't either.
2: Easily too, easily too. Easily.
0: Yeah. So I, I mentioned you, you got Davari coming up, but you've you've been with MLW for quite a while. I mean, you've you've really yeah. like solidified yourself there, and and as we've seen that that is a big highlight. Like people in MLW have done some really great things how did that conversation first happen how were you first approached to come into MLW all those years back
2: um for me I was living in Ohio and I was living with um like Trey Miguel Zachary Wentz at one point Desmond Xavier uh those all those guys were getting signed and I was like man I'm trying to get signed." so I started hitting promotion and um MLW like it took a little while like but MOW got back to me, and they were like, oh, man, we've seen your stuff, and we're fans of your work. And then pretty much from there, like the rest of the history, we just figured out a contract, and that's how they went. That's how that went. I was I was nervous about signing the contract at first until, like, people were like, it's non-exclusive, blah, blah, blah. You still wrestle in the indies? Because I thought I wasn't
0: going to be able to wrestle on in the indies. I was like, "Oh no!" About this how important is that ability even even through what we're going through right now is that to be able to do that because i mean even though it, they're like mlw anybody can watch it they make their product very very easy to find on a on a yep. host of different platforms still i mean getting getting those reps outside of those tapings that's got to be important to you right
2: yeah definitely because i feel like you know MLW, uh, since the pandemic hasn't ran a lot. So, you know, you got to get your reps in somehow and, uh, you got to you still, you know, we still, we're still wrestling
0: at the end of the day
2: and outside of just MOW, you know, we're our own brand and we got to continue to push regardless, regardless you know?
0: And you're young now. I mean, you're, you're what, 23 or 24? 24. Yeah. 24 years old. So when you got there, you were like, what, maybe 21?
2: Yeah, I was, I, yeah, 21, I was, I dude, I, I was, like, starstruck. Like, they had four guys there and stuff like that, like, guys, I've grown up watching and shit, and I was just like, bro, what did I get myself
0: into? <laughs> but, you know, calm, everything
2: changes, you know, so.
0: Did any of them go out of their way to help you out when you were there, or did you go out of your way to, like, seek out any help in that regard? Cause, I mean, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge in an MLW locker room at any given time. Plenty of which you, you have of your own. I mean, you're very accomplished and were by then even. Yeah, uh,
2: for me, like, as far as back then, like, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first started with MOW, like, I wasn't really worried about um, promos, man. I was more so just like having the best matches I could possibly have. So, like, yes, after my matches, I would go up to the guys and ask them, like, you know, what do you think? Like, what, what what, do I need to work on? But as far as just in general, like, I wish I would have asked more questions. And, like, I pretty much – all the stuff, like, I am just pretty much had to figure that out on my own. Like, it's kind of, like, kind of dumb for doing that. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really thinking straight. Like, you know, I didn't know – I didn't really know what – real like hard work and motivation was like i mean i knew what like me grinding and like moving to ohio and stuff just didn't really like strike in my head as like you know um that's big because not a lot of people live out of, or move out of their you know hometown so like for me it's just like yeah now i'm seeing
0: did the independent scene elsewhere encourage you to do that because as we mentioned there's not a big independent scene in like Kentucky and there's a lot of different political reasons for that that we can get into like licensing and all that stuff but was was nah. that did that motivate the move
2: Um Uh for me like yeah yeah it it definitely did I felt like everyone I don't know I feel like people That wrestle. There's a lot of like people in Kentucky and stuff like that are that are good wrestlers, you know. But like they don't take the time. They didn't take the time to like really explore that. And I was like, I I want to be different. Yeah. Like I want to be bigger than just Kentucky, and I want to be different. So I'm gonna have to do something that you know, no one else really is doing right now. Like no one's moving out of their home state. You know what I mean? To go somewhere else. Not a lot of people are. You know what I mean? So just taking advantage opportunities
0: and anybody who's wrestled in kentucky or trained in kentucky can tell you i mean there's you got to jump through hoops a lot of times to do stuff yep. like you you've got to get licensed before you take a bump when you train and then as soon as you get licensed like you have the same rights as randy orton like it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me yeah. it's yeah. like it's like paying to get your driver's license but not having to go through a driver's test or anything it's it's, crazy. it's a it's a clear like money grab to me, but uh, MLW. I mean, they've got a lot of confidence in you. You're all over that show all the time, and injustice has been a big part of that too. Jordan Oliver, he he beefed up over the pandemic. My God,
2: uh, man, I make fun
0: of him, bro, and I'm like,
2: a lot of times I tell him like, it's just his uh, he's just growing into his man body, dude. He's like, you know, <laughs>
1: <Marvel>. <laughs>
2: he gets so mad. But like I like yeah he's he's definitely gotten bigger man. Um, he wants it, bro. We definitely we we want it bad. Like and you can just tell. Like that's why I like working with Jordan. Like because when I'm down on myself or when he's down on himself, like it's literally like we use the other guy to like for motivation. And you know it's it's perfect. It's it, perfect
0: it, I think MLW has done a really good job of establishing like a tag team division there between. Uh, between los parks and violence is forever and injustice it's like there are teams that i'm like i gotta tune in and watch these guys
2: definitely yeah definitely
0: how has that how has that been much of an adjustment for you working more of a tag team style i mean i know obviously when you're working the independence you're gonna get plenty of tag team action there but i mean really (laughs) making your mark doing that with jordan now
2: yeah like honestly like from the time I started I was always like put in the tag team <laughs> like I've always been in tag teams like my whole wrestling career so like as far as like in ring teaming like not really that hard like I felt like that was like super easy to do especially because me and Jordan know each other from like backyard wrestling so like we were already friends before like any of the MLW stuff
0: so it was pretty easy for us to like make. and so often like we'll see a team like in Justin put together. It'll last six, seven months, and the, they'll get split mm-hmm. up, but I mean, you guys have been going strong for, for quite a while now.
2: Yo, I think it was 2019, yeah. or before. It's, yeah, it's definitely been... I'm trying to think. It was like I, probably I, the very,
0: I remember seeing the match that had it had Airwolf and Gringo Loco in it, and I, I think it was the first time I saw you all team, and that would have yeah. been summer twenty
2: it, it was coming out with me, like, Kings of Coliseum like 2019. Like yeah. Ray. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, it's been it's been two years.
0: That's that's fantastic too. And I mean, we see violence forever doing really great things too. I mean, MLW has put a concentrated effort on the tag team division, and that's not something you always see outside the auspices of ROH. Even in ROH, they had trouble for a really long time. So
2: yeah, I feel like some shows are just like really long, man. Like yeah. I know they want to give people a lot of. Um, wrestling and some people like myself i love wrestling still so, like, I, I can watch it all day but like the the issue with that is like people's attention span is like horrible compared to like you know what i mean what it was like an hour is perfect like hour four matches you're you're you want to see people you didn't see on that episode you know like they're they're spreading out when people are wrestling and it just it makes everything bigger
0: uh well i mentioned how you came into mlw was that your first experience working TV? Had you ever done TV spots before that?
2: Uh, OVW. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, when I first started, I did some OVW stuff. And um, I'm pretty sure that was it. But a lot of, like, when I was training, like, they were, like, super huge on, like, TV, on time, TV, cameras, and shit like that. So, like, I felt like I've had the training forever.
0: So, I mean, you did you feel like you were prepared when you came into MLW? Was it second nature were the things that you were picking up along the way how did that work out
2: in ring yes i felt like i was but like i still learned a lot you know how sure. you feel like but you like I'm now like looking back i was like no i wasn't ready
0: then <laughs> you know so how how different was working TV from OVW to MLW? I know obviously MLW has some advanced production values and like even the, like the graphics department. They have some of the best graphics I've ever seen. But that's yeah. not really something that affects you guys when you're doing stuff as much as the tapings do necessarily. Were, were there any big leaps that you had to make there?
2: Uh, honestly, at first, when I was at OVW, like, I just did matches. Like, I never really, I I don't think I've ever done a promo at OVW. So, going in, I was just more focused on having great matches as opposed to, like, a good character and just getting really good at, because promos sell fights. Like, people don't want to, yeah. you know, the promos, you, people want to see your shit. So, like, um, then you don't have to kill yourself in the ring to, to, to accomplish that. And, uh, I felt like Then like I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna have great matches. Like Ricochet, like goes out there and he has fucking awesome matches and doesn't have to ever really fucking say shit. Like you know, like thinking like I'm, I can do that. Like, but honestly, bro, like promos are like everything. It just adds that to it. Like if you're super good in the ring and like you're super good on the mic, they're like
1: fuck
2: Like yeah, like it's perfect you got you got you literally hit every point like and then at that point it's like making sure your body like looks great like you know what i mean you got to make sure you're in good shape
0: you had a really good mlw middleweight title run which which i loved and one of the things that i love i don't know how many people picked up on this you were facing people from all over the world from mexico from japan from canada even from the states brian pillman jr but you were facing like a plethora of different people. And that run was interrupted uh, a a lot because of the pandemic. Uh, Do you know of any plans that, that maybe didn't come to fruition because of the pandemic? Was there anybody like that was on the docket on the slate that you were excited to wrestle that maybe you didn't get to?
2: I'm pretty sure ACH was one of the guys like I've wrestled like that would have been awesome. Like, you know, as far as like feud goes for it, Because once, like, right before the pandemic, I believe Koto and Jordan did something with King Mo and AC. Like, man, I I feel like, you know, that's going to be something soon. But, like, pandemic was, like, right around the corner.
0: I I loved that. It was, like, one month you're facing Lindemann, one week. It's Drago, one week. It's – or one month, rather. It's, like, Teddy Hart, then Laredo Kid, who we see popping up on AEW now, and getting wins on AEW uh like i thought that was just so cool it was it was like almost like a world tour of talent for that middleweight title and i felt like it made that middleweight title even more important while you were holding it
2: yeah yeah definitely because uh especially i mean most guys like most companies you see like someone have a title run it's just guys within the company you know they're bringing like you said they're just bringing everybody in and it 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 creates like a, a bigger match feel. i feel like most times
0: and I had people at the m l w tapings that are like, "Oh, you, you want to watch Leo Rush and Myron Reed you want to see that match so when I think they think they sent us a screener or something, I was so excited for it. I mean, what was that like he he's he's a guy that's been all over the world as well and ended up dropping the title but but how- how did that feel for you? I mean you had had that title for over a year since twenty nineteen, and it came to a bit of an end there,
2: oh uh, honestly man um For me, I don't know, like you could say I was champ for, I mean, I'm going to say it too because it, it, you know, I was champ for however many days, but like for me, like a lot of those days don't count, you know? Sure. For me, it doesn't. Like I was at home with the belt. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm at home. Like I'm not defending it. Um, yeah so like the that that experience it was it was definitely uh I got I got to learn how to, like it that the the belt helped me with like confidence like tremendously and uh I got to like learn a lot as champion like just how to like structure and have like championship style matches you know what I mean because I'll get to the back they're like ah like that like this <laughs> like they're a great match but this, this 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 I love that shit like I love learning you know what I mean getting better
0: Reminder, guys, March 31st, 2021, MLW's Never Say Never. As we wrap up, I like to put some positivity into the world. I'm sure you've seen shoot interview clips where it says, this person shoots hard on somebody else. We like to shoot softly. So I'm going to ask you to say some nice (laughs) things. I'm going to give you names of people that I know you've worked with in the past. And even if they're a complete asshole, I want you to say something nice about them if possible. We'll start with one of my favorite in-ring wrestlers, Jonathan Gresham.
2: Uh, he's dope. He's dope. He's one of bro. He's definitely one of
0: a kind. We've got the man that I just mentioned, Leo Rush. Uh, Nothing good to say about Leo Rush. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to put... That's my headline. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about ar fox
2: um amazing bro like he's 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 a leader he's a leader and he's he's one of the best in the freaking world
0: i saw that you worked him forever ago super crazy yeah oh hold on hold on hold on hold on i've never worked super crazy it said it said you did i think on on maybe one of your even got canceled this was uh this to be mania before COVID. Let me see where it was. It says House of Hardcore. I think it was with a- Ace Romero, Clayton Gaines, and Trey Miguel.
2: Holy shit! Yes, that's like <laughs> seventeen. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. No, <laughs> yeah, Super Crazy's dope, man. He's awesome. He's 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 awesome. He's good. He's.
0: You mentioned he- Trey Miguel earlier. How about Trey Miguel?
2: Hey man, that's my brother. That's my brother.
0: He's a good dude.
2: That's good dude. Def- I like him.
0: Uh, a Definitely. guy who I accidentally bumped shoulders with about ten times backstage once. Jake something. He's fucking huge.
2: Yeah, he is. But he's like one of the sweetest huge guys I've ever met in my life.
0: Really is. Really is. A really nice dude. And I'll throw one out there. How about how about Davari, who you face at MLW? Never say never. Man. <laughs> Like in
2: the interview right now, man,
0: you got too <laughs>
2: long already. Leo and Navari, man, I don't, know. I don't know. He's he's yoked, he's yoked. Yeah. He's yoked.
0: Do, do you like Leo's music at
2: least? Do, um, I do. I it's do it's like good. Him. I don't like him, but yeah. I like his music. that I, like that his I
0: wonder music. song is really good. I thought it was really, really great, man. I haven't heard that, but I've like.
2: I can't, I, I'll, like, I'll be singing his theme song and I'll be like, why I, you know? And he made the theme song, like, it, I like it. Yeah. I like that. Like, I get, like, old WWF, like, vibes, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Just the way the song goes. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know.
0: Well, guys, check out MLW Never Say Never, March 31st. Let me tell you, there is infinite numbers of ways to catch this between the Zone and BN Sports and YouTube. There's no excuse to not watch an MLW show. It is available on platforms everywhere. Myron, tell the people where they can find you before we go.
2: Uh man, uh Twitter, it's the bad read. Follow me on there, Instagram, it's uh Reads World. And uh Facebook, Myron Reed. Same thing on YouTube. I'm like always on YouTube with content and stuff like that. Uh and then musically, you know, kid read on all uh platforms uh Spotify, uh iTunes, YouTube, find it anywhere
0: guys check it out one of the shining stars in mlw myron reed i want to thank you so much man hey man thanks for having me until next time guys we're out
1: say goodbye